stands The dice rule every random chance Take off your coat and stay a while We'll roll in that deep percent time Hi everyone, it's Dave. So as I promised last week, I mentioned in the War Games episode that I had an epic call-in from Arlen Walker, my good friend Arlen Walker, from the podcast Live from Pelham's Wasteland. If you're not listening to Live from Pelham's Wasteland, you should be, because uh, Arlen is super thoughtful about RPGs and super smart in general, and there is plenty there that you will enjoy. Um, yeah, so Arlen, Arlen does these epic call-ins, as he refers to. Yeah, it'd been a while, Arlen, and then I've sat on it for a while, I'm afraid, because um, I've been moving down the list of call-ins. Um, but I very, I'm very grateful to receive this detailed and thoughtful response on Wargaming. I'm going to play you the lot, and then I'll have a few things to say about it afterwards. So take it away, Arlen. This is a guest live from Pelham's Wasteland, Deeper Centile collaboration. Hey, Dave, it's Arlen. Um, haven't called in in a little while, so I figured it's time to barrage you with messages. Um, I was going to tell you about two things in sort of response to your last episode. One of them was my personal experience with refereeing war games. And the other is uh, a couple of suggestions for other war games. I know Jason called in with a bunch of them, but um, I have a couple of of ideas, a couple of suggestions, games that I like or have have played a little bit and stuff. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, I I kind of came at RPGs from an odd angle because we, my buddies and I, we played one session of D and D three point five in middle school, and it was terrible. Um, we basically, our, our DM wasn't very good and didn't know that you just start in a dungeon and, and let the players feel like badasses, um, killing goblins and stuff. So he started us off in a town and basically got us into a bar fight and, um, half of the party got shanked to death and the other half ended up getting captured by the city guards and being, uh, sent to prison for the rest of those characters lives. So yeah, it was, it was kind of a shitty session. Um, but it was a, it was a learning experience. Um, mostly not to play D and D with, uh, that guy's DM again. Anyway. Um, so instead of RPGs in high school, what my buddies and I played were war games and we actually played, um, Warhammer historical, which for a while games workshop was putting out a version of Warhammer fantasy battles that was, um, using historical army lists. And we made little paper figures with index card bases and we didn't have any real terrain. So we just like, you know, cut out some stuff in construction paper and say, well, you know, this blue section is a river. And so you, that's impassable. And this section, this green section is woods. And so that'll make your characters go slowly, all of that sort of stuff. Um, very basic, but it was a ton of fun. 
Um, and specifically, one of the things that was cool about it was that I basically was the only person who was willing to sit down and read a whole rule book on my off time. So I got to be the referee, which um, actually worked really well for me. I basically said, okay, so what we're going to do, what we ended up doing was everybody had several different armies because the paper guys were really easy to make a ton of armies of, you know, you just print out more guys and cut them out and tape them down. Um, and I would basically devise scenarios for the players to play through with these different armies. And I kind of came up with a whole like tournament scoring system. There were four players. So it was two teams and um, each player had, you know, one ancient army and one medieval army. And then one army that was either from the crusader states or was from the, um, I guess, Fatimid Caliphate. I don't remember which which of the different um, Saracen forces it was. Anyway, um, but specifically the idea was that we would play for a while and each time you won, it would change the next scenario a little bit. And so I would kind of think about like, you know, okay, so who's been winning, who's been losing, what would be interesting ways to balance it. And then the idea is what at the end of it, it all came together in one big two versus two player battle with kind of huge, um, a huge army of crusaders from Western Europe versus a huge army of um, Muslim defenders of the Middle East. And it was a blast. And, and I actually, um, I think they had a ton of fun. I had a ton of fun in that GM role because I really enjoyed coming up with kind of interesting battle scenarios and interesting objectives and making it more than just kind of search and destroy every battle. Because I feel like that's one of the things, you know, tournament play, if you want to play like that, where every game is search and destroy and you're just trying to beat the enemy's army, that's fine. But to me, that is kind of less interesting than like, okay, you have, you know, one squad cut off in on top of this hill and they're under attack from this group of enemies and you'll have to, you know, route the enemy so that you can rescue these guys and all that sort of stuff. And anyway, um, so I actually have experience refereeing and playing some war games, but but specifically since you're talking about refereeing war games, um, I and I had a ton of fun with it and would really like to get back into it, which ties into my next. So my next thing is that I I would like to get back into playing war games and refereeing war games, um, and I'm trying to figure out how to do that over Roll Twenty or with one of the other kind of systems um i don't know if you've ever used vassal is designed for playing board games online but there's a, a really good warhammer 40k um module for it that lets you play warhammer 40k battles um with it and then there's some other there's a couple other systems um i don't know if you've ever used tabletop simulator but there's actually a really good um crossfire rd conliff's crossfire there's a really good module for tabletop simulator in that and that's one of the games that i will recommend crossfire is very cool it's got a really neat initiative system where basically as long as you keep succeeding at things you get to keep taking actions and when you fail you lose your turn um and it becomes the enemy's turn which sounds a little broken, but in practice, what it means is that you have to um, play much more like a real um, small unit commander where you're thinking about kind of intersecting lines of sight and covering fire and how to, you know, 
organize your force in such a way that the enemy can't just break through and completely wrap you up in one turn. Because hypothetically, if they keep winning their um, attempts, their attack attempts, they could break through and and wrap up all your forces in a turn or two. So um, the actual gameplay is really good. And that is um, World War II era. I think it's almost all um, Axis versus Allies or, or Germans versus British and Americans in... Um, the late part of the war in 1944, 1945. Um, but Artie Conliffe's Crossfire, it's probably out of print now, but there's PDFs online and I can even send you one if you need it. And then my other suggestion is that on Wargame Vault, which is the, the kind of war games version of drive through RPG, um, there's a, a publisher, a guy, I believe his name is Ivan Sorensen, but he publishes as Nordic Weasel Games. And Nordic Weasel Games has some really cool stuff. Um, a lot of games that are not so much designed for like high tier competitive tournament play, but are really built around this idea of playing an interesting scenario between either players with a referee or players who can agree to uh, play kind of, you know, less kind of hyper competitively. And um, a lot of his games, he, he's got a, he's just a, a really clever guy, a really quality game designer. Um, there's a couple of big games of his. Um, no End in Sight is kind of platoon level tactics with a lot of overwatching stuff versus um, Trench Hammer is World War One era um, combat. And then there's... Uh, Five Leagues from the Borderlands, which is like solo skirmish fantasy play, which I haven't played it all yet, but I have the rules, so I should really try that one out at some point. Um, and then one of them that I actually really like, there's one called War Story, which is kind of a like a, a story game for war games, which sounds really kind of weird and strange, but I actually think it's basically like the perfect way to handle larger conflicts in an RPG that you can just kind of use this this one game war story and basically say like okay so we're just going to roll out the battle in war story and have the PCs be involved in whatever they choose to be involved in in within the combat um so yeah Nordic Weasel Games, Articon Lifts Crossfire. I'm trying to think if there's any other ones that you desperately need to know about. There's some other ones that I've tried out. Um, I tried with Two Hour War Games. I really enjoyed their um, Friday Night Fights system, which is boxing, um, because the the movement rules were rather than kind of like actually having to move tokens around, it was more like a status effect that you're either in the ring or on the ropes or in the corner. And I felt like that uh, I felt like it worked really well for a, a boxing game and it's totally solo play. So that's, that's the opposite of your referees thing. Like you were talking about um, that you can play this game solo, but I um, played a couple of rounds of Friday night fights and thought it was a lot of fun. So um, yeah, I will, I will keep you posted about war games. If you are interested in playing some war games sometime and uh, talk to you soon. Thanks Arlen so much here. Um, on the 3.5, that early 3.5 experience, maybe don't be too hard on your GM. <laughs> I mean, even if you do scale the combats, those early levels can be pretty deadly. I've run games where 
you know, characters that have been presented, first level characters that have been presented as these veteran mercenaries that have turned their hands to adventuring have then been mauled by guard dogs. <laughs> it happens. I mean, it's a weakness of that kind of game, isn't it, that, that tries to present this kind of succession of nicely scaled opponents <laughs> at the early levels. Um, you know, even a swarm of rats can be can be terrifying, and have and have hardened mercenaries running away. So it happens. So I'd never heard of Warhammer Historical, which surprises me a little bit. Uh, but it sounds awesome. Your campaign sounds like great fun. That sounds like the kind of, um, yeah, the kind of. I don't know how long it lasted, but we had these these moments of intense and wonderful gaming activity, never really around wargaming. We, for a while, did a thing where, um, thinking back to school, this has gone completely off topic now, but we did it, I was just thinking of these kind of intense moments when, you're, when there's a group of you all doing a thing and it's, it's awesome. It sounds like that was really awesome. But we, for a while, did a thing where we decided we didn't need dice or rules or anything and we just used to do improvised gaming and the good thing about that was you know there's a group of us that shared some of the same lessons when I was at school and you could do it literally all the time and everybody around you would be like what are you doing what's going on and you'd do it in the back of a lesson <laughs> in the back of a lesson when other stuff was going on um, yeah we did a big sort of epic zany science fiction game um, and it, it didn't really matter. You didn't all have to be together. It was just whoever could get hold of the GM. So whoever was sat next to me in class or could pin me down in the playground. And they were all moving through this big epic world. Yeah, I, I've just gone off on one because that's something I just remembered just now as I'm thinking back to those, those, yeah, those big sort of intense um, periods of, of gaming activity. Anyway, yeah, that sounds like a campaign I'd like to have been part of. All right, yeah, these various online platforms. Um, some of those ones you mentioned, um, people have tried to draw me into at various points. I've got other other friends that do wargaming and just, yeah, things haven't converged. Um, now I'm running a quite complex combat game on Roll20. It seems to me that Roll20 or something like that, you know, I may as well be wargaming at some of those points. Um, you've got your tokens, you've got your dice seems to me that would that would work i think that's what jason and i will end up doing around two hour war games i think we're going to get online he's going to show me that so yeah i'd be up for experimenting with with any of those platforms really to give things a go it's funny i think i i'm not mad on um on rpg one shots i like to you know i like to get a game going if i've enjoyed the one shot then i always want to take the character somewhere else unless of course you've just killed it Arlen <laughs> like you did in the, in the Paladin game um, but um, yeah I, li I like to get things going but, but it seems like war games would be a really good uh, really good thing to just do loads and loads of one shots you know like who's got this game who's got this game let's try it out let's see if that's what I want to play that's what I like so I think that could be really cool yeah Crossfire you mentioned the funky initiative in Crossfire that reminded me of something I've got a game called Open Combat um, rules for fighting miniature battles which is quite simple quite quick to set up and I have played it a couple of times with the kids I'd sort of forgotten about it. it's languished on my shelf um, but open combat had a similar kind of initiative system you know you had you had to you had to front load your really important actions because various yeah as as you rolled for other characters various roles um, 
that you could roll would mean that in, in you know initiative passed over to your opponent that was it you were stuck you'd run out of action so so i remember that being a feature of that game that you had to be really careful about the order in which you did things actually open combat had another funky rule which was um that the dice would sometimes indicate damage and would sometimes indicate knockback um and if you were knocked back into something you took damage from that which i used to think was a really groovy rule and actually spike pit recommended battle law on ios which i've been playing a bit over the last couple of weeks uh, and that has a similar rule that if you knock people back into something um that turns into uh, a damage result which is quite cool. Um, downside of open, there's nothing wrong with open combat. It's a fine, um, fine game. The writer Carl Brown did send me the game and wanted sell me the game. Sorry, on one of its supplements at UK Games Expo a couple of years back, and I said, "Oh, it'd be great, but it'd be even greater if it came with the PDF." And he said, "Don't worry, I'll send you the PDF." Gave me his email. I'll send you the PDF. Just a quick, if you're listening, Carl, which you're not, but you never did send me that PDF which was part of how you got me to shell out some cash for Open Combat at the Expo. I would like to get my PDF of the Open Combat rules. If you know Carl Brown, let him know. Deeper Centile is after his PDF. <laughs> All right, so the Sorison games sound really interesting. Thanks for that lead. Yeah, five leagues from the Borderlands um, and War Stories both sound particularly interesting yeah as you say war story sounds intriguing something that could be incorporated into rpgs and yeah the the solo war gaming um yeah okay it's not it's not where the conversation started but it is something that intrigues me that's something about two hour war games that that i've been enticed by the idea that you can just you know have a good experience um letting the dice decide what your opponent does i think actually it's um Journeys in Middle Earth, playing that, I got that for my birthday, spent some time with that, has shown me how satisfying solo play can be if you've got a good algorithm for, you know, determining what your opponent does in a a surprising way. That's that's been really good fun. So, yeah, it's not where the conversation started, but they are things that I would explore. Yeah, Friday Night Fights sound awesome. If he had, uh, if there was a martial arts one, if there was a Kung Fu one, <laughs> that would be it for me for, I think, a, a couple of weeks. That would be my new obsession. Yeah, I don't know what it is, though. I mentioned this in my last episode. I, the idea of World War II gaming doesn't grab me. I don't know if that's heresy in wargaming circles, but um, fantasy gaming, hist- medieval historical battles, and actually modern combat, sci-fi combat, <laughs> I can appreciate the fun of. But um, just for some reason, I've got a kind of prejudice against World War II settings. They just don't grab or excite or interest me. I don't know what that is. So thanks again, Arlen. Do keep me posted, please, uh, with developments in potentially running war games. I'm very interested in that. Actually, as I'm recording this, I've had another call in from Barney with another suggestion, which I will be following up. Uh, He signs off quite nicely so i'm gonna let barney close the show and i'll catch you soon hi dave barney again memory could be a strange thing not that anything i said the other day was wrong but the thing that really also pulled me into the podcast at the beginning was the episode on strontium dog 
because I have the Warlord Games Skirmish game, uh, which is co-written by Gav Thorpe of Inquisitor and uh, Andy Chambers. So if you're going to get a skirmish game, I recommend Strontium Dog. See you. Oh, cheers, Barney. Look, I said I was going to close the show with that one, but then this one has just come in from Che. I've got to add it on because it goes back to the war game in response to Barney's previous suggestions about Inquisitor. He's got some insider insights for us. Great to hear from you, Che. Uh, I'm just going to play this one quick and then I'll end the show. Uh, I'll catch you soon. Hey Dave, it's Che, uh, Roleplay Rescue. Just wanted to call in regarding Inquisitor from your fantastic first-time caller. Um, I just want to add a couple of things, actually. First of all, I want to say Inquisitor is this tabletop skirmish war game that got my mate Dave, who currently plays on my Friday night games, to the table. I think that was a great bridge between skirmish war gaming and role-playing. And that was deliberate. This is the other thing I wanted to say. I was working with GW and up in the studio with Gav, and Andy at the time at which Inquisitor was being written. And I have to say, they deliberately conceived of it as a kind of role-playing skirmish game. The ridiculously detailed weapon lists being something that they wanted to bring from role-playing, which they saw as integral to role-playing. And yeah, 54 mil mils, um, mini, sorry, was exactly chosen to do that thing. This is not 28 mil wargaming anymore.